You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 275. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 275. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. <laughs> I love that bumper music. It's so time to switch it up. It is. And it's been like... Five and a half years. I almost know. six years. It'll be six years in March. Consistency, baby. Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Although yeah. you're kind of switching your brand up. So I know. I know. It'd be a good thing to switch up your intro. I know. That's that's definitely something. Although I do love having your voice on it. It is nice. So we'll have to nice. create a new script. Anyway, mm. hey, guys. Welcome to our podcast today. We're going to be talking about something that I share every single holiday season. I've done it for the last couple of years, specifically around how to not lose your shit with your family this holiday. Obviously, we're in a pretty intense social and political climate. And I don't know about you guys, but there are a lot of differences of opinions in my family. And (laughs) that can be a real sticky place to navigate or to even stand up for something that you find offensive or to politely excuse yourself from a conversation or even how to deal with gift exchanges that you don't really want to participate in anymore. Or maybe you have changed religions and now you celebrate Hanukkah versus Christmas or something like that, where you have something that you need to really take a firm footing in. And we're like, what do I do? How do I deal with that? So I'm going to cover off five ways that you can kind of preserve your sanity throughout this holiday season. So I'm hoping that that's helpful. Hmm. I wish I'd thought about a would you rather that fit that could have found one. But, mm. but we're going to do that segment, right? Sure. All right. Why don't we uh, set up the intro right here? Would you rather? That's a perfect place for it. (laughs) All right. Today's would you rather is, would you rather have your worst ex move in next door or have night terrors about your worst ex for a year? Oh, Okay, well, I'm trying to think, like... There's so many loopholes in this, too. I'm like, oh, I know people are going to be loopholing the hell out of this one. Well, I I don't know who my worst ex is. Like, none of my exes were... I mean, all my exes were over 20 years ago. It's because I got you young, That's girl. right. You fucking dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were kids. So yeah. I don't... I, I kind of feel like... But night terror, I I think I'd rather have somebody live next door to me. Yeah. Because I just am so emotionally sensitive that I don't yeah. think I could work if I had night terrors for a year. I don't feel like I could live a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if could. it was, no matter what it was, if it was about cockroaches or an ex whatever, or whatever. Any long, kind of night terror. If it's a night terror. But that'd be all up in your business next door. 
not if you establish boundaries. Oh, there you go. Oh, There's those there. fucking loopholes I'm talking about. <laughs> no, that's just like what the show's about. <laughs> that's true. Touche. Hello, have you learned nothing in the five and a half years we've been doing this? I guess it's going to take me another five and a half. Well, what, what, okay, so who do you think is your worst ex? Me and all my exes get along just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you um, my, yeah. You're ridiculous. My worst ex would probably be the one that accused me of getting her pregnant, but. There's no, the <gasps> oh, timeline was way off. Oh, that's right. I was right. like, I couldn't have been the one that got you pregnant. She was psycho. She was psycho. Yeah. No, let me say that. Hurt people hurt people. Let me, I, I don't want to say she's psycho. She was Good dealing. Point. Let me taking that back. Do you guys see what I just did there? Okay. You made a mistake. I don't want to name call. I want to say she was in a place where she made decisions that were hurtful, hurtful yeah. and not helpful. And that would be pretty much a nightmare to be by her. Yeah. If she lived next door, oh my goodness. So would you have night terrors then instead? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I want her living next door to me. There, I think I'm going to go with the night terrors for a year. At least you, it's a year. I don't know how long she's going to be living next pre- to me. That was pretty brutal. Right? That relationship. It was. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go with the night terrors on that one. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. So <laughs> I'd have to live through that year. This is going to be good in after hours. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Let the loopholing begin. <laughs> so uh, I don't think this is as loopholy as some of them. You know, like okay. slimy hands, and they're like, "I'll just wear gloves," and right, you're like, yeah, "No, yeah. <laughs> no." Well, they'd be sandpaper gloves then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I have a private Facebook group where I connect with all of the podcast listeners, and it's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. All you have to do to come connect with us is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over there to our group. It'll also be in the show notes for today's episode. Up in the club. Every Monday, we talk about biggest takeaways from the show, and then we also talk about the would you rather, which tends to be hilarious. And Mr. Smith likes to really lay down the law when it comes to any loopholes that people are trying to come up with. Gotta get up my legal beagle. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what that means. I'm but that, snoop through that, that's, with my legal beagle. That's funny. It's just rhymes. Oh my gosh! All right, so come hang out with us. I also do additional live trainings every single Thursday, where I sound off on questions that have come up from the community and answer things that you might be struggling with throughout the week. Plus, it's a really amazing group of supporters. So. I've mentioned this before. I really run a tight ship, so I don't allow any type of sideways selling and spammy shit. It's all specifically about what we're talking about, either on the podcast or dealing with in our lives. So I would love to have you come hang out. So let's talk a little bit about how to not lose our shit with the family, with the fam bam, during during this kind of crazy chaotic time. So the first piece is a term that I have coined called gearing up. And if you've listened to any of my pods specifically around communication, it's something that I advocate doing prior to going into any kind of sticky situation where you might have to establish a boundary or you might have to say, hey, that's a little offensive to me, or no, I'm not going to be able to drive eight hours to see you this year, even though I've done it every other year. The gear up is really about getting ahead of 
any foreseeable scenarios, anything that you think you might get up against. So for instance, if every time you're around your family, your uncle always brings up gun rights, or mm. or every time you're around your brother, he asks for money, or every time you're around a certain set of the family, they want you to acknowledge their family traditions, even though you are now married and uh, Jewish by faith, and they want you to do all the Christian stuff, and you mm-hmm. no longer ascribe to that. That might be something that you need to get ahead of. So here's the deal with gearing up. What I would like you to do is take out a sheet of paper and jot down on on one side all of the possible foreseeable circumstances that may arise for you. Just forecast. These are the things that time has shown me. I have ev- a strong evidence to support these things will likely come up. Somebody will ask me why I don't have kids. Somebody will ask me why I dropped out of school. Somebody will ask me why I haven't gotten a real job. Somebody will ask, you know, whatever whatever it might be maybe it's something really personal like you you and your your spouse just had a miscarriage and people want to really talk about that with you and they're not being sensitive there might be a situation where you've lost a member of the family or something like that and you're around your in-laws and you don't want to talk about it those sorts of things you need to get ahead of so look at what is a highly probable situation and then ask yourself how do I want to respond? So next to that, if you're co- putting kind of a column, right, here's what I want to do if that situation were to arise. And so what I usually do is twofold. I look at what do I want to say and then how do I want to say it? Because it's one thing to say, you know what, I'm not really comfortable uh, discussing that. I truly hope you can understand That is me being assertive, but it's also me being extremely kind and graceful in how I'm delivering that. It's a very different thing to say, like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And even though that's completely warranted, (laughs) it usually will fall on deaf ears. Again, one of the reasons why I advocate so much about how you say things and being graceful and kind in your delivery is because you are far more likely to be heard. And therefore, to actually get your needs met, to actually have somebody respect a boundary you just put forth. If you're really snappy and like, I just don't want to talk about it, it's more likely they will write you off and be like, geez, what crawled up your ass and make you wrong. It's a lot easier for them to make you wrong Mm -hmm. because they you have now given them fodder to do so. That's why I think it's in your best interest as much as you can muster to be as graceful and kind as possible. So gear up, look at, here's the probable situations. What would I want to say in response? And what do I need to do or say or be in order to be proud of the woman that I am? Hmm. Another sort of future pacing tactic that you can employ is to think about, like, let's say you have a get together on a Saturday with your family Think about, okay, on Sunday morning, how do I want to feel about the woman I was last night? Hmm. How do I want to feel waking up that day? 
Do I want to say, you know what? I I dealt with some opposition, but I'm really proud of myself. I'll give you a perfect example from a very recent experience. I got involved in some gun debates <laughs> with some perfect strangers who I did not know at all, who I'm sure you guys can can guess what side of the aisle they were on. Definitely supported our current administration. I clearly do not. And we had an amazing conversation because both of us came from a place of grace and kindness, and we were very courteous to each other. I don't think that happens very often, but I do think that a lot of times when we are going in ready for a fight, we Mm -hmm. come in with guns blazing, and we don't come in with kindness. We come in ready to fucking fight. And that can be exacerbated when we're related to those people, when we are actually blood and that we have history and there's shit that really bothers us from the past. You know, maybe it's your little brother who really gave you a hard time. I know that there will be things that are fueled from your family history. And even though it's warranted to be pissed or it's warranted to be upset, Oftentimes, communicating from that place will not yield a positive result, right? Mm -hmm. So, And I also think that if you're not ready for it, that's oftentimes when we get the most defensive, you know? Or we think about like, oh, what if he brings up this? What if she brings up that? What if this? What if that? But we don't really think about what we want to say if that were to really happen. Mm -hmm. We just spin around in this vortex of what if that happens? Okay, Well, let's really look at that. How would you want to handle yourself if somebody brings up your latest illness that you don't really want to talk about? Or if they bring up political stuff that you don't feel comfortable talking about? Or if they say something in your presence that you find really highly offensive, how do you want to give voice to that in a way that doesn't shut them down and make them wrong or create this icy existence? For me... What I love to do is operate under the mantra of, I will not allow my silence to make me a liar. So if somebody is going off about something that they think is hilarious, and like maybe it's the Me Too movement, and they are kind of ridiculing women, giving voice to dealing with assault and things like that, I don't necessarily have to get involved in a whole conversation, but I sure as fuck am not going to pretend like me just standing there is complicit with the idea that that's somehow funny. Mm -hmm. So. I would say like, hey, you know what? I think I have a slight difference of opinion. I actually find that fairly offensive. I'm just going to politely excuse myself. Hmm. That's all you have to do, guys. You don't have to say, you know what? Let me tell you what that's all about. Let me get into all of that. You can if you want. All I'm saying is your opinions matter. And if you are offended by something that is happening, you are allowed to give voice to that. And you can do that in a really kind, gentle way. Now, I do think there's a sliding scale there. If there's any way that somebody is actually touching you inappropriately or being verbally abusive, those to me are a completely different scenario where aggression is called for. Where I do think you need to be a much more curt, much more assertive. That's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about where we're dealing with our families that typically just operate from different codes of ethics and different ways in which we view the world. And gearing up and preparing for that can be really, really helpful. All right. So number two, develop your clear boundaries. Decide ahead of time all of your 
wills and will nots, like what you're willing to do and what you're willing not or what you will not do related to religion, related to any sort of church functions. I decided many, many years ago that that was not for me. So I declined all church invites, even though for many years it was expected. And I just decided I'm not going to do what's expected. I find that to be bullshit. Like I'm, it's allowed, it, it can be important to other people. That's fine. It sure. doesn't have to be important to me. And that doesn't have to mean that I'm a malicious sister, daughter, aunt, whatever. Yeah. Right? Make decisions about timing. So I know for a lot of a lot of you out there, there's a struggle with, do we go with my husband's family for Thanksgiving? Or do we go over here for Christmas? Or do we even celebrate Thanksgiving? Do mm-hmm. we even celebrate Christmas? All of that stuff needs to be decided ahead of time. And as a united front with, if you're single, that may or may not apply, but try to create some sort of union with your partner around, here's how we're going to tackle the holidays, right? But also looking at timing from the sense of, do you need to limit it? Do you know that that it is just too toxic of an environment that you're up for an hour drop off, drop by? but you're not willing to spend the entire day or you're not in ready to spend the entire weekend. You get to call those shots. You don't have to have another reason of where you need to go. It can simply be, this is our availability. Yeah, You don't have to over-explain yourself. You can say, here's our limits. We're only able to stay until four. I truly hope you can understand looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Only if you're looking forward to seeing them. Don't say that <laughs> if you're not. If you're not, right. Decide on travel stuff ahead of time. Decide on the amount of effort that you want to involve. And what I mean by that is I've heard from a lot of people who tend to, to – lean on the perfectionism standpoint or lean on the people-pleasing standpoint of, well, no one's going to execute the meal as flawlessly as me, or nobody's going to do the decorations as perfectly as I am. So I'm going to take on all of it. Or it's the people-pleasing that's coming into, well, my brothers won't do it, or my mom, I know my mom won't do it, so I have to do it. Right. And you just assume that role. And you take that on. Yeah. A few years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done with that. Like, I'm I'm done with that. And if we want to do Thanksgiving, we're gonna eat out. I, I personally yeah, just did. don't enjoy cooking, and I I don't mind baking. I like doing desserts and stuff like that. But I barely cook just for myself anyway. I sure as fuck I'm not gonna cook for a ton of people. Yeah. So, but it might not be cooking. It might be hosting. And cleaning the house just takes way too much out of you, but everybody assumes you're going to do it. You might have to boundary up there. Again, we talked about this a lot last week around what you choose to tolerate. One of the things that you can start looking at is the things that you complain the most about. If you bitch and moan about all of this shit around a holiday gift exchange because so-and-so always goes to the dollar <laughs> store and somebody else always goes to Nordstrom, that's, right. that's on you if you don't do something about it. That's okay? Right. So- <laughs> that's happened in my own family where we we had that for many, many years and we just said, you know what? We're going to pull out. And then a couple of safest the other way. families pulled out, safest <laughs> way. Uh, that's debatable. And, <laughs> but it's those sorts of things that we think, oh, I could never. Yes, you can, honey. Yes, you can. It's more so I won't. Yeah. I won't put myself in an, a situation that's uncomfortable. When people tell me, oh gosh, I just hate confrontation. I'm like, join the fucking club. Nobody likes confrontation. Nobody likes those awkward situations. 
We do that. We stand and tolerate those for something greater, for our personal freedom, for recognizing that what we want and what we need fucking matters as much as so-and-so and their desire to have a flawless holiday the way it's been done since grandma's age. Like, no. You get to call the shots. Your holiday traditions matter. Your beliefs matter. How you spend your time matters. But you are the one who has to claim that because nobody else is. Because this is the season of guilt and I need this from you (laughs) and stress and overwhelm. And I personally am like, how can I make the holidays as chill and fun as possible. A lot of that comes from traditions that you and I started together. That's right. We started our own traditions. That's right. And they have nothing to do with family of origin. And it's something that we've carved out just as our own particular piece of the holiday. So again, what are those things that you can do to create some boundaries around your holiday? Do you need to have consequences? Do you need to say, like, if so-and-so comes to my house and they bring their dogs, or if they consume too much alcohol, we will call them an Uber and they will have to leave. Mm -hmm. Do you have to set hard lines around, yes, that's fine, but my children will not be consuming gluten? You know, what? whatever it might be, you guys, you need to stand up for it because nobody else will. Gift exchanges, travel arrangements, who's hosting, where you're going to be, where you're not going to be, if you're going to not see them. Counter offer and say, you know what, we're happy to do do a FaceTime or Skype you in and look at what you are willing to do and what you are not willing to do. And knowing that even if somebody doesn't like that choice, that doesn't mean you're wrong. Mm. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means the two of you want two different things. Yes. All right. Yes. Preach. Gosh. I feel like an amen is in order. Here. I feel like I'm getting worked up. Woo! Get it, girl. <laughs> no, it's it's powerful. It it just bucks the system because everything that we're taught is it, don't rock the boat, don't open a can of worms, sweep it under the rug. We have all these phrases. Mm-hmm. We have all these terms of shut the fuck up and do what everybody else wants. Make everybody else comfortable. Right, right. Because that avoids confrontation, which creates confrontation in, internally. Exactly. Right? So confrontation is inevitable. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. And you are always in control of your delivery. And confrontation doesn't have to be a bad word. Just because you're co- confronting someone doesn't mean it has to be aggressive and rude and bite biting. That's right. Confrontation That's right. just means you're confronting something. That's right. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> and conversational. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. Number one, gear up. Number two, develop your clear boundaries. Now, you guys, now, before we enter into all the craziness of the holiday, decide now. Do not just go, oh, I'll let my husband deal with it. Oh, he, in his crazy family, or I'll let my wife deal with it. And oh, da, da. No, get ahead of it right now and decide what you will and will not tolerate. Number three, Know that you do not have to engage in any conversations that you don't want to. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. A lot of times we'll be seeing people who we haven't seen for a really long time and we don't, we kind of don't know what to say. So we just kind of ask about whatever we know. Weather. You know? Kids. Well. Job. If we know they're going through a divorce or if we know they had a miscarriage mm. or if we know they they just dropped out of school, we kind of go, oh, so I heard about your school stuff. Like we just – sometimes we don't know what to say. So we bring up like shit that they probably don't want to talk about or 
this might be happening to you, mm-hmm. where people just kind of don't know what to say. A lot of times it's not malicious or meddling. It's just they just kind of don't know what to say. I know for, for us, when we first got married, every single family function we went to, it was, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When are you having kids? Oh, gosh. I remember those days. And now, 20 years in, people have stopped asking, thank God. <laughs> but but it's there's also like sort of this social awkwardness where people kind of don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. So if you just got married, they ask about kids. If you're in your 30s and you're single, they ask, why aren't you married? If you if you took a semester off of school, they want to ask you about school. You know, so- it, Like it's your identity of your progression in life. Exactly. You know, like you have to be in that mold. And I, th- I think, I, you know, that's something I really like about the millennials is their understanding that they don't yes. have to be in that mold. They're the, the really the first generation that's really yeah. going, it's my life. I get to do what I want to do. That's right. And they call that entitled. And they are. Right. They're entitled to their life. Now, but we kind of all should have been for a long time. Absolutely. That's my point. Is it, I think it's finally general, generationally getting there. Right. Where we're like, okay, we don't have to sit in the traditions of, of our ancestors. And of the patriarchy, We can create our really. own. Exactly. Exactly. We can create our own. Yeah. So know that you do not have to engage in any conversations you don't want to. So let me give you some very easy words to say. All you have to do is say, you know what? That's actually been something that's been kind of tough for me. I'm really not super comfortable talking about it. I truly hope you can understand. Super loving, super kind, and close shuts it down and shuts it right down. Yeah, I love it. If you want to further that, ask them something about them. Like, I love that scarf. Where did you find that? Switch the subject. Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. But (laughs) please, for God's sake, speak up for yourself and say, you know what? I'm not comfortable talking about that right now. It can be that simple. You can also acknowledge their intention and say, you know what? I'm sure you would have no idea. But it's been really hard for me, actually, and I, I don't really want to talk about it, you know? Yeah, thanks for bringing up that painful moment in my life. Right. Anything else you want to talk about? My parents died when I was five. <laughs> you want to bring- <laughs> I'll talk about that? You must have felt like shit. No. Felt really good. Thanks for bringing it up, man. You know, my parents died when I was 10. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> a little uh, wedding singer wedding there, singer if you guys in there? didn't know. Yes. But a lot of times... We're just dealing with our own social awkwardness. I'm sure I've done it before. I'm sure you guys have done it before. So just know if somebody is asking you about something that you really don't want to talk about, it's probably not coming from a malicious place. Sometimes it is. Who knows? You might have people in your family who are trying to push buttons. But I would say by and large, we're just trying to make conversations in a situation where we're around people who we don't know all that well. And yeah, we're we just – once, twice a year. It's not, yeah. It's obligatory. It's here's what we do every holiday. <laughs> And um, I'm sitting next to this person who I've seen four times in my life or whatever. And your family dynamics might be different than that. All I want is to underline that you don't have to get involved in conversations. And you can speak up for yourself and shut it down. Just like I was talking about if somebody is saying something in front of you that is offensive. Or if you're going down a path that is uncomfortable for you, you can very easily say, hey – this is just feeling a little uncomfortable to me. I'm going to just politely excuse myself. Mm. Or would you guys mind terribly if we change the subject? Or I would love to hear about John's job and how that's been going or whatever. Sure. Or Susie just got a new tooth. That sounds riveting. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> she only has one. 
But <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, number one, gear oh, up, Susie. This is fucking Susie. Number two, develop clear boundaries. Number three, know that you do not have to engage in any conversations you don't want to. Number four. Become a fierce guardian of your energy. This is something that I have been using a lot lately. So fierce this is, guardian of your energy. I like that phrase. I have been really standing in that because I've been noticing, because I've mentioned to you guys, I've been dealing with some health stuff where I have to be vigilant about that because I only have so much to expend in a day and I cannot waste it if I'm mm-hmm. going to continue doing this work, if I'm going to continue having a thriving marriage. And so I have to be very careful about what the fuck my priorities are. And I think that is really the case for many people during the holidays where overwhelm is highly likely. Stress is ab- is, is abundant, yeah. right? Here's a couple of ways that you can do that. Keep in mind what are other people's priorities and their urgencies. For instance, if your family gets freaked out about how the house is going to get decorated or that everyone has to be there by four o'clock, even though everybody's married and has other obligations, but one person makes it really awkward for everyone, be aware of what are other people's priorities and what are your priorities. And there might be opposition there. And you might have to say, listen, I understand that that's important to you. Unfortunately, I don't share that opinion. It's also equally as important to me to spend time with my husband's family or to volunteer at the soup kitchen. Uh, I'm going to have to politely decline. I'm so sorry that it's not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm so sorry I can't make it. I'm so sorry that's not what you want to hear. (laughs) But a lot of times what we will receive from other people comes wrapped in a package of emergency. It's so emergent. I have to have you help me with the, the catering. I have to have you help me with the gift exchange. You have to be here by this specific time. You blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, no. That's just because it's urgent to you. Yeah. That's just because it's a big deal to you. In the grand scheme of Amy's life, that's actually not an emergency. That's actually not something I want to occupy my bandwidth with. We did this a few years ago at the time of the election. I realized I'm done doing Christmas gifts. I would <laughs> yeah. so much rather donate my Christmas money to people who are in need and to organizations that I really feel are making a difference in our society. To me, that is wildly more important than buying a candle for somebody I barely know. I would rather do that. That is my own moral code. Every year, my mom's like, are you still doing Christmas the same way? And I'm like, yep. Yep. Still doing the same way. It's going to be that way until (laughs) (laughs) like going forward. We are doing this. We are not. And it is so much less stressful. Oh my gosh. I just, do donations and I don't have to shop. I don't have to worry about lists. I don't have to. And I feel like I'm doing so much good. Yeah. And it was such a hell yes for us. It hasn't always been what the rest of the family likes and that's okay. Yeah. Not, not everybody has to love your decisions. You know, you, they're your decisions. That's right. And, and for us, that was something that we were like, we'll try it one year and we loved it. And mm-hmm. it created so much less stress for me because yeah. I would go crazy with the gifts and the gift wrap and all of that. And it was the right answer for our family, you know? Yeah. And so we've kind of stood behind that. Again, it doesn't matter what it is. It's about deciding that you are going to guide, be a guardian of your energy. I knew that combing through all these different types of gifts and spending my time wrapping and all of that just wasn't 
how I wanted to spend my time, energy, or my resources. I really felt like no nobody in my family is in need, right? right. There's right. so many other people who are in need. And granted, there might be some of you out there who can do all of it. Like, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. This was just a decision we made to help be a little bit more guardians of our own energy. Limit how much you're around certain people. So watch where you sit. Watch who you are colluding with. Watch how long you spend time with people. If you know you can only handle your brother for like an hour, do that. Go outside. Go connect with somebody else. Like just watch how you spend your time and energy and how much you're making your job harder. Excuse yourself early if you need to. Really watch what you say yes to. All right, number five, load up on your self-care and your allies. So if you know that there's no way that you're going to not go to a family function, but you know that you're depleted of everything after that, set yourself up with a a date with your best friend the next day or something (laughs) where you can get it all out or (laughs) schedule kickboxing that evening so that you know you can punch the fuck out of that bag and get get that (laughs) energy out. Get that frustration out. out, yeah. Schedule sessions with your healers, with coaches, with massage therapists, with acupuncturists, with uh, naturopaths. Do whatever you need. So exactly. (laughs) When you know, like I have a lot of clients who will schedule sessions with me right before they go to a family function so that Mm -hmm. they can really get their head straight. Or they'll they'll do one right afterwards so that they can kind of unpack what came up for them. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Load up on your self-care, load up on your allies, be around those people who are easy to be around, who aren't going to say things like, yeah, but it's your family though. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's the biggest bullshit ever. (laughs) Like, yeah, but you can't say that to family. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. (laughs) I operate under the, the belief that I don't think blood is thicker than water. I think that respect is thicker than water. So if there is not a mutual respect, then I'm not going to bow down to some sort of bullshit societal obligation. Like, just no. I like myself too much to be abused by anybody, period, period. whether we're related or not. So load up on those self-care, load up, load up on those allies too. Like the people who genuinely make your life easy, who always champion use establishing boundaries, who uh, even in our after hours community, we're always championing each other. Like people who've set up limits with family members or who are going through separations or rough times like that. The support is amazing. Like you've got this girl. Here's a great way to go about it. Here's a great resource for you. Find your support structures and pepper them around your holiday events so that you know that you've got some element of reprieve, some element of relief and self-care yeah. surrounding look the, forward to, yeah. those things <laughs> that are causing you a lot of a lot of stress. That's great. All right. So let's do a quick little recap how to not lose your shit with your family during the holidays. Number one, gear up and prepare. Number two, develop your clear boundaries ahead of time. Number three, know that you do not have to engage in any conversations you do not want to. Number four, become a fierce guardian of your energy. Number five, load up on your self-care and your allies surrounding any holiday events that you have. I'm going to also link in the show notes to uh, a boundaries episode and a saying no episode that might be helpful for you guys. So I think that's everything. Anything you wanted to throw in? You know, just on an overall 
basis, I think all of this is just setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Right? You're preparing yourself. And you should be doing this for a lot of things in your life. Right. But this, the holidays just happen to be the topic. Right? You can yeah. use these tools for just about any event that you're going to where you're going to, instead of just going, well, we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you have a plan of action if something ha- You already know in your head. You know, just like athletes will envision themselves winning the game or making yes. the shot or whatever it might be, right? Yes. You have to do the same thing with your life. Yes. You have to make that conscious effort to say, this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. so that you feel better at the end of the, right? You've, yeah. You've completed. You've won your game That's at the right. end, right? Because you feel like you. You don't right. feel like you got into situations that... You got blindsided. Energy or whatever. I think all of it is just setting yourself up for success. And if you look at it that way, you just have to do a little bit of prep work. Yep. And that's, I think, the hardest part for people is just doing that prep work. That's right. Just actually doing it. Because then when you're in the situation, you've already got your game plan. That's right. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of it is really simple. A lot of it might might go off the tracks, but then you can always go back. Oh, what was my game plan again? Ah, yeah. Right. Right? And you start over. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I like that. Yeah. And so to Mr. Smith's point, like like I said, write that shit out. Like put it on paper because if you don't, you're just going to be like, oh, I know what I'm going to deal with my dad. I know what he's going to say. I know what my – And that's exactly what will happen. Exactly. Right, right. Right. All right, guys. So I'm hoping this is helpful. Hope to see you over in the After Hours community. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.